But in all honesty, actually, yesterday I, thought, I found, I rethought about the whole term, like, bisexual. And actually, there are times where I think saying, like, bi, like, being bi is, I kind of do also associate myself to it a okay. little bit like it. Here we go again. Oh my god, have we? It's us. Have we told me? Okay, go on. Well, again. that's the whole point of the podcast, is unagi. But I'm still gay. Anyways, go <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> No, don't record in the background, dumbass. Let's do this again. Hi, it's me. Welcome to NSW, aka Not So Whimsical. My name is McCole, my favorite seasoning is lemon, and I will be your host forever and ever. I will be inviting different people from different walks of life, share some food or drink we have lying around the house, and hopefully make you giggle. Okay, bye! Hi, guys. Hello. We had a lot of protein for dinner. Mm-hmm. Which made us very jittery. How are you guys? Good, 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 good. Yeah. A bit tired, but you know, it, it was such a good dinner. Really, oh I yeah, have to really, that. really excited actually yes. to be featured on this podcast once again, and also that to have had a dinner as delicious as. <laughs> 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 That it was so good. Me too. I love being featured on this podcast. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I put a lot of effort into the tofu. I pressed it so that the moisture gets out. Oh Ooh, wow! And then you put the coconut flakes as well, right? Yeah, towards the end because I used vegetable oil and then like the coconut flakes because normally you use um, cornstarch. Yeah, I didn't have that. It's not coconut flakes. It's actually coconut meal. Ah, that's why you couldn't really see it. It was like little snowflakes, though. You can't see them, but they're Co- there. Oh, no, cocaine nuts. <laughs> Cocoa snowflakes. Yeah. It's a party. <laughs> so the first taping, I was arguing the idea that it's so funny that the three of us are single at the same time yeah. and that we're also friends. And then you guys thought... I actually don't know what you guys thought that I thought that you thought that I... I I like the fact that it's that, you know, the realization, oh, we're all single at the same time. I think that is funny and interesting. Mm -hmm. But the fact of adding we're all friends doesn't make sense to me or doesn't add anything to it. Right. Because for me, it's like, so maybe it's so evident, you know, it's so obvious that we're all friends. You know, for me, the thing is, hey, you know what, guys? We're all single now. Have you noticed? I think that's great. Yeah. Was, and you know what? Have you noticed? We're all friends as well. Like, what? Yeah? That was, like, my point. Okay. We're all in the same space. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all in this room. That's true. Yes. Mentioning that we're friends is, like, maybe for me, mm-hmm. a way to validate mm-hmm. that we're all friends. You know, mm-hmm. like, that I need this validation mm-hmm. from the two of you. But I think you're right. Adding that we're friends. Obviously, we're friends. We wouldn't be here. Like, you guys would yeah. not be here if we weren't friends. Mm-hmm. Just for the record, we're friends. (laughs) You had it here first. (laughs) I was thinking that today could be the episode where we talk about how dating is for us. Start. That's a very broad question. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a great deal of dating when you're into the same sex um, happens online because that's, you know... It's not easy to just bump into someone in a cafe, in a bar, you know, who's also going to be interested in you. Um, so, yeah, a lot of... Then again, there are times when I do meet people um, in real life. Um, and I guess, to me personally, these are even more memorable. And, you know, obviously it depends on the connection you have with that person. 
ultimately so which you can have a great connection with someone you met online obviously where you met isn't a huge factor but I feel like subconsciously it does affect the way I perceive the person or the way I perceive my relationship to the person whether that's just a dating relationship a getting to know each other relationship or anything to me I think I do like the idea of meeting someone um, in a way other than online was it, is that something like that for you as well? Because I guess it's more likely to meet someone from, from the opposite sex who's also interested in you, you know what I mean? Yes. In um, real life. Uh, than, yes. You know. But, you know, social contact is not my forte. Today, I was kind of confronted with that idea. Again, I went out of the cafe. I, was, I spent a good amount of time writing today. And um, I went out and there was this guy. And I wasn't wearing my glasses, so I don't know if he looked at me or if he even was a man. And so I was just looking and then I was like, this is my chance to just run up to someone and be like, hi. So I went home. To me, that's just so hard. It's hard. Mm. A long time ago, I used to go on an app on Tinder because at the time I only had Tinder. Uh, Now I also installed Bumble. I don't like it very much. Uh, Bumble, the woman has to make the move. You can match and then the woman will message you first. Interesting. And it's only like for straight like people or I've never used it I actually don't know yeah I don't know I didn't even check on that which makes me a terrible person I feel like no it doesn't and there's Hinge as well no idea no clue I only know Tinder and Grindr yeah (laughs) I know J-Swipe it's a it's an app for Jews to find each other oh my god wow and every time you match there's uh, people, and like in my case, I don't know if it's for the men as well. There's like a woman in her veil and stuff, and she's being, you know, put up. That's what you do during like Jewish weddings. You oh put the God. bride that's and the groom on when the. When there's chairs. a match, that's what happens. That's the image coming up. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh wow. There's so many people I see in Vienna that I know matching from mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's quite difficult because uh, it just depends because you said you know you don't meet people in cafes or in bars or something but it depends like if you're going to a gay bar that's yeah uh, but you have to go to a specifically gay bar yeah yeah yeah, exactly right but i mean these spaces exist they do exist which is is a cool thing you know like in the first place but yeah it's true that yeah i don't you don't just bump into a lesbian i mean you can for sure but like it's rare and also may i add in vienna lesbian bars are even like Mm. a very like there are very few ones and most gay bars like are great and i love going there and i love i specifically love when it's mixed gays Mm. and lesbians but yeah i just noticed that dating right now i just just can't do it very busy with work anyway and with stuff and you know and it's not my priority right now but just also this kind of thing of like meeting new people and then getting to know them and also if you met them online before and then you already like talked and then you meet I don't know it's so weird it's like what are you talking about and uh, maybe it's also because like the last times when I like met people or something it didn't like click you know Mm -hmm. so I mean I guess if it clicks that's something else right Mm -hmm. I really don't see this happening right now for some reason so I really hate Tinder you know like I'm I'm swiping and it's so hard sometimes to swipe right because I'm like oh he's hot you know but like is this enough I don't know it's not really the connection I'm looking for also Mm -hmm. you know and then also you see hundreds of faces you know in like a couple of minutes or something right and at some point I just saw so many faces I don't even know what I find attractive anymore you know I'm like yeah I'm like yeah I guess no and you know sometimes I have this mood I'm like okay wow I'm just like swiping left and just going nowhere and then I'm like okay this guy's 
yeah, I guess kind of okay. So, so I'm, I'm swiping yes. right, and then yeah. I see it's a match, and I'm like, shit. Oh, God. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and this is how people match, and they don't talk. And you know, and I find this so uh, irritating in a way. And um, it's like a big meat market online, yeah, yeah, you know. It and is. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I absolutely agree with yeah. the, you know, at some point you don't even know it's attractive anymore. Yeah. You're just looking at faces and. At, at some point it becomes like some kind of a you look okay but like you don't have a caption mm. other people this yeah. one guy he didn't even put his name like it's just a letter mm -hmm. but he had blue eyes so i was like okay sure yeah. like what the hell yeah, i know yeah, i know what you mean yeah it's a really lonely thing just sitting mm -hmm. there and messaging with people you might never actually meet you talk to each other about things that you message to each other like, yeah exactly mm -hmm. right yeah and so and then you're meeting and then you're like okay <laughs> so we already you know like what what else is there to talk about this whole online dating thing for me was fun five years ago and now it just feels exhausting to do i don't know i've never had this that i matched with someone i was like completely blown away or something how frequently, um, how many um, of your Tinder matches do you actually meet with? Not a lot. I think it was really just a handful. With Grinder, it was a lot, but then again, with Grinder, it was only about six. Okay. Right, I think, like, or 90% of the time, let's mm -hmm. say. Now I'm not into, not at all being horny or something, where I'm like, oh, you know, I just want to get laid or anything, which, I mean, I have this phase or whatever, right? But, I mean, right now, it's really not doing it for me. So this is why I'm not on Grindr. And I'm still like, yeah, but, you know, it would be nice to meet people. But, yeah, on Tinder, it's really different for me. You also can't make this person a priority because you don't... No, no because they, I don't... They have no value no, yet. Yeah, exactly, but that's so true, you know? Like, I, I'd rather meet my friends than be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to cancel my friends yeah, to have this date. What? Yeah. No. I've been on two dates. And, well, three. With the one guy, two. You know what I mean. <laughs> and it was, it has been exhausting. It has been taking so much energy. Mm -hmm. Like, yesterday when I went there, I didn't feel any type of way. Yeah. It was just like, okay, so this is going to be another thing where you sit and you talk. And mm -hmm. I'm probably going to talk about the same thing. Depression, sadness. That's exactly mm -hmm. what I do. And it's you just, do that? Like, for the, yeah. for the first date? Okay. With Jerry, it was very interesting because um, he um, he's uh, on a spectrum of things. It was it was really interesting to talk to him. And at some point in the conversation, I said something, and then I was like, "Why am I like this?" And he just blurted out, "Like, well, you know, you're mentally damaged, so obviously." And I'm just like, "I love this, <laughs> yes." But then I said something else and he misunderstood and he's like, well, again, mentally dead. I'm like, it's fine. You don't have to put Once is okay. <laughs> yes. I think it's just easier because right now that's my situation. I'm still trying to come to terms with it. Mm -hmm. You know, people ask me, what do you do for a living? I'm like, mm -hmm. nothing. <laughs> a podcast. Not a so whimsical. Po Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> a podcast that's not being monetized, but you know, yes. I put some, yeah, because yes. every freaking person say. on Tinder goes like, so how much money do you make? Nothing. What I'm trying to say is that, you know, you're downplaying yourself. You shouldn't. <laughs> she likes it. Anyway, I want the podcast to have a bigger reach because I want the world to hear us. Mm -hmm. So that would be exciting. Mm hmm. Do you know of any other podcasts in Vienna or something? I had this dream the other night that I was doing, that I was talking to Charlotte Roche, you know, who wrote Feuchtgebiete. Ah. Yeah, and she has a podcast with her husband. It's Padiologie. 
And I had a dream that we were sitting and hanging out. And then I was like, by the way, I have a podcast too. And she has such a funny voice and a way of speaking. Then she was like, ja, geil. Dann, dann machen wir das, ne? And then there was Martin, her husband, who was like, ja, machen wir das. I was very happy about it, but then I like woke up and it wasn't oh. true. Because uh-huh. I keep messaging her in her DMs and she's just not responding. Oh, shit. But she, she like always reposts other people's stuff. She will uh-huh. keep persisting. Until one day. day. Oh, you get blocked. No. <laughs> we were talking about something a while ago, and I still wanted to mention something back about Tinder, if you don't right. mind. No, no, no. Like most of the people I messaged with regularly, I ended up meeting up with, actually, not without anything actually happening. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's um, just a coincidence or like if that's a girl-girl thing. I don't mm-hmm. know that you're more likely to just focus on... You know, meeting rather than, um, you know, texting mm-hmm. forever. Because, like, even if nothing happens, just even if a friendship happens out of it, I guess that, like, mm-hmm. do, do could you imagine a friendship happening out of a, I mean, going out on a date with a guy? I could, yeah. but, I mean, up to now, no, I think the, yeah. uh, the other guys never could. Mm-hmm. It was either everything or nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. It was either, you know, like... We just, whatever, see how it goes with dating and in a romantic sense or sexual sense. Yeah. And if that doesn't work, then whatever. What's a sexual sense? How do you respond to that question? <laughs> it's funny because for me, like, most of the things that didn't work out on Tinder are friendships now. You know, my friend who, when he gets tired, mm-hmm. texts me uh, unsolicited messages. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a friend, I think. It's hard to tell right now because yeah. his messages are so... Uh, um, we met... When did Fifty Shades of Grey come out? Five years ago? Four. Who 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 cares? Don't watch the movie. Um, he was eating popcorn and then she was getting like, I don't know, spanked or whatever. And then he was like, do you like that? I'm just like, <laughs> what? Like he was, he was so like um, very shy in the beginning. And so he was like... Do you like it when they do that? Oh my god. <laughs> what? <laughs> and so he's a friend. He's a friend now. Like, we were a thing that just didn't click right away. Mm-hmm. I mean, who does that in a movie theater to go like, eh, do you like, do you? <laughs> <laughs> that was, you did that in the bedroom. <laughs> like, let's wait until we're there. Yeah. I guess. Do, do people? Anyway. Um, Not in a movie theater. <laughs> I mean, I knew and a girl. An kino or something. In, what's an erotic kino? <laughs> there is an erotic kino in my street, actually. actually yeah, we're, oh, not my street, but like where my mom lives. Oh, so I'm yeah. not gonna say where my mom lives now. But like, yeah. <laughs> what do people do there? Or they, they they just like watch and masturbate, right? I think so. I've, I've never been there. Let's go. Yeah. Let's make it an event. It's actually free for couples. <laughs> Let's grapple. <laughs> And I think for women as well. <laughs> Two years later, I think, we finally kissed. And then that night, though, I met other people. <laughs> and then... Um... <laughs> and then Gerard came along. Let's call him Gerard. Why the hell not? And then Gerard came along. Wait, is that... No. Oh. It's a... <laughs> yeah, it was Gerard. How did we get here? <laughs> round, round and round and going nowhere. Already on. So what was it? How's the Geronimo song though? Yeah. Yeah. I'm breaking. 
I'm breaking away. I did make a lot of friends off of dating apps is what I've been trying to do. <laughs> cool, yeah, not me. I, I'd like to, though. Even though, you know, we can't be together or something, we can't date, you know, it's still like, it would be nice to be in touch, but no. But that's so interesting because normally I feel like, and like, you know, that's something Oscar Wilde said back in the day, that a woman and a man can't be friends. They mm. can be enemies, they can be lovers, but they can never be friends. Mm -hmm. And I always thought, oh no. And nowadays I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. Like, unless they're both not attracted to each other because they're not into each other's sexes, mm -hmm. mm. I think it's impossible. I honestly think it's not. I asked my mom. She said she has lots of straight male friends, but they're all in love with her. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think I'm it's not sure either. Yeah. I think you can be friends, but I think it's a difficult friendship. A friendship when there's lots of awkward moments. Just watch Friends. Because I think two <laughs> gay guys can be friends, two gay girls can be friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. absolutely. That's what I mean. I'm just talking about the heteronormative. Okay, but why would that be so different? Oh, no, I'm yeah. just curious. Why would yeah. that be so different? I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot less care about it. But like, yeah, okay, we used to date, but now we're friends. It's fine. Mm -hmm. See, um, I agree with that. Like, I agree with it. But at the same time, I agree with the the fact that this happens more frequently than in heterosexual relationships. Because otherwise it wouldn't be the cliche, you know, like, oh, like, okay, these two girls used to date. But I also disagree with the fact that it's easier in general. Like, no. I mean, gen like from my experience as well, not not me personally, I'm just saying in general what I've seen. Um, but it is still, sorry to interrupt, but it is easier. Like if, if there's not been anything, that's totally fine, right? Like they're friends. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. But you mentioned right now to, if, if after a relationship. Yeah, uh -huh. and then I was just trying to maybe, sorry, just continue. No, no, you, you continue. No, yes. I was just thinking like, because I feel like, Even if there was never anything and it starts out as friendship, mm -hmm. there's probably at some point that moment where in a hetero French oi, in a hetero <laughs> in a in a heterosexual friendship, if you will, which also sounds so strange. Mm -hmm. Like you and I are friends, are we half gay, half hetero? Maybe. We're you like in I mean? a intersexual Inter orientation, friendship, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no what i just mean it's like at some point it just happens yeah 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 no, you're right but in that sense i i would also think that this also happens with the uh, with the that with the two gay friends you know that mm -hmm. can happen but right now i'm talking about like the ending of a relationship mm -hmm. um that often there's i don't know if you have experienced that but there's mm -hmm. often the cliche stereotype that you know oh they'll remain friends like and just mm. or basically the lesbian cliche the typical one mm -hmm. like it's basically all a circle there's a map i don't know if you ever watched the l word like alice had a map where she, which every single lesbian was like kind of related to one another because <clears throat> and then basically the new the new girlfriend is the ex of the yeah, other yeah, sister's yeah. ex girl you know what I'm, like everything's like intertwined and everyone's cool with it mm -hmm. but but were um, those all relationships or were those also no, just mostly mostly relationships like, mostly relationships yeah okay And at, le at least at some point, the ex dated the other ex, and we're yeah. now best friends, and like you know, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. You know? Which I get, like it's definitely possible, and plausible, and for sure. I think maybe girls with each other, since they are on the same mental like level, you know, like, as in like they think the same way, you know, like just like two guys would understand each other better, maybe because they 
you know, they, they, does that make sense? Like they, what, just because of the gender, you mean a lot? Like that they, uh, yeah, no, I mean like, that's the cliche. I'm explaining the stereotype. Oh, okay. No, I thought you actually meant that. That's no, why no, I was so no, confused. no, 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 okay. no, no, no. I meant like, that's why maybe because of this, that's why people tend to have because people think that that is the case yes okay and i i i agree that it can be the case but not because of this gender fact but from what i've seen that i don't know most of the time or a lot of the time two girls who are in a relationship are still going to remain friends or two guys who are in a relationship are still i don't know about that i know more about the girl part but i like to think that it's not always the case No, and you're right. But I feel like <clears throat> in in the queer community, there's no such thing because it doesn't matter. Are you understand? Like, do you? I do understand, and that's what <laughs> like that's definitely a stereotype because I don't adhere to that. Adhere to this mentality. Like, I mean, I just it doesn't mean that I'm holding a grudge to anybody once I'm finished. Like, once a relationship once is I'm done, <laughs> once I'm done with you. <laughs> yeah. No, we do. Yeah, I don't know really what to say because, you know, I don't feel like I'm very much in the queer community, you mm-hmm. know. So the thing is, I don't really know how it how it goes, you know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't care personally. Just sex, then of course. No, I, I, I mean in a I relationship. I wouldn't care either. Obviously, I'd be okay if they were still friends with their ex and even hanging out every other day. Like, you know, but a part of me would also be like, oh, no, this is actually affecting mm-hmm. me. And I'd share it with them and being like, you know, it yeah. is making me uncertain. Whereas, like... Often what I've witnessed was like, yeah, we're all hanging out together. They're hanging out every day. Like, in- It always felt like in queer relationships, people were just much more open about like, yeah, okay. Yeah, we both slept with the same person, mm-hmm. whatever. It really depends, to be honest. Really yeah. I think that this whole idea of heteronormative and fucking... Do you guys feel the same way about these things? Or would feel the same way about these things? Does this make it heteronormative or just fucking normal to be jealous? I think there's a whole... Um, hmm, let's say with everything like, like being normalized, you know, like um, homosexuality generally having been more and more accepted and being like, put in the center of attention, whether that's social media or general media, I think there's still a whole other um, way to perceive it by, you know, by society. And so, I don't know. I don't know if it... I don't know if everything, all these stereotypes, stammen, like, they, they steam, like stem. Stem, uh, stem from um, this heteronormative way of perceiving homo- homosexuality okay. or whether it stems from the uh, revolt, the actual oh my god, rebellion? why am I blanking on everything? Yes, the actual rebellion of uh, homosexuals or like, you know, queer people, oh my god so, <laughs> so like of queer think... people actually being finally able to express themselves and not express themselves but like it's like finally an explosion basically of all this like, you know, repression that they're, they feel a potential, you know, finally freedom, and so it's a bit... Open, more open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Think I feel I like know. I'm being very offensive, but it, I, I don't know. Not at all. Um, this, this, this resonates very well. Like, this makes a lot of sense. I think it's also a generational thing that we're completely forgetting here. Mm-hmm. The generation before us was very different. Very. My, my, my mom had a friend... Oh, God, I can't say that. Not my mom. 
an older woman I knew. I I think it's actually fine because my mom has a lot of queer friends. Um, My mom had a friend. She's so cool. (laughs) It's just like, okay. My mom had a friend who told her, us gays, we're such whores. They're born into a world where Elton John was a thing, Mm -hmm. you know, and Elton John was open. And exactly, he was openly gay. And so that's when, you know. Yeah, yeah. in the 80s, you know, so many of the artists were actually like gay. Yes, and and that's what I mean. It was like this revolution of, Mm -hmm. we're here, we're queer. Mm -hmm. There was George Michael, who took a while. But there was... George, for example. Yeah. Freddie Mercury. Yeah, Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury. I guess to some extent, it it was a whole whirlwind of, like oh we can be open now that's cool now when we look at relationships in general mm-hmm. hetero relationships queer relationships whatever animal i don't fucking know what people do um i sound like a grandma like i don't know what these people do nowadays <laughs> i think the 68 um generation like i mean revolution also brought the same kind of things with heterosexual relationships or with any with general like there was it was a period of release you know of, of freedom finally able to like you know live out so they lived it out and like extravagantly you know what I mean yeah rightfully so because if everything's under pressure at some point it's gonna just explode under everywhere pressure. that's what I was gonna do <laughs> <laughs> there was this revolution this time to be free mm-hmm. and I think then it kind of calmed down a little bit and also yeah. after all the people that died with HIV that was that was fucking I mean so many people in the 80s and 90s and then now we have prep Mm -hmm. we have you know medication now also with rupaul's drag race having so much um public Mm -hmm. appeal Mm -hmm. and everything i feel like now we're going back to a world where where you know people come out of their shells again and Mm -hmm. i do agree with you that i i also feel like uh you know there is more sexual liberation within you know the queer community uh, mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, in straight communities, if that makes sense. Can you say that? So this is why I kind of get what you're saying in the sense that, yeah, maybe we're more open about these kind of things when some... I don't think we're, like, kind of indifferent to it. It's not like we don't have feelings and we're like, everyone should fuck everyone, you yeah. know? But um, I, th- I think you're still right in the, the sense that, yeah, maybe, you know, it's handled differently. Yeah. I mean, if you look at polyamorous relationships, if you if you look at, you know... Anything that is out of the supposed norm, yeah. it always includes queerness. But like, yeah. if you're going to be a triad mm-hmm. and no one in that thing is queer, how does that even work? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what I'm yeah, trying yeah. to say? If they're, if they're all, you know, like, together. If it's three women who are all straight, that doesn't yeah. work. If it's three men who are straight, you know, that doesn't work. <laughs> Let's open. be open here. Let's not assume things. Because yeah, of course. I also think, you know, like, when you're in this kind of, as you said, like, out of the norm... It means that you reflect on your sexuality and that means that you reflect on your sexual orientation and maybe also on your gender identity. And, you know, you reflect on all of these mm-hmm. things, you know, so that you can like kind of get out of the norm. And once you start reflecting, I think you're also getting more open and this is why you handle things differently. And I think this is also why part of why in the queer community it's handled differently because we all we're always confronted, you know, to our like sexual orientation, you know. By kind of uh, asking yourself questions and maybe, you know, experimenting and everything, you know, like then you, I think this is just like a guess, then it just kind of makes it something. And this is why in general, I think things are uh, handled differently. This is a beautiful point that you made. The fact that you don't fit into what is considered the norm, you have to reflect on yourself. And then it almost feels like, 
what the hell do I have to lose anyway? And that's Mm -hmm. why perhaps Mm -hmm. everything is more open and not Mm -hmm. only in the sense of relationships, but Mm -hmm. also in the sense of, you know, you doing drag and there's Mm -hmm. boy drag now. And then there's, what's the drag queens that are just like females? What are they called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember. It's anyway. You mean like females doing drag? Yeah. But like females doing like female drag, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not drag kings. Females like as in like male to female trans? No, just females. Just their sexual orientation. I I don't know actually. Mm -hmm. That would be interesting. You're like, no, it doesn't matter at all. I'm just wondering. I actually don't know. Mm. But like in my head, it would almost make sense. That they're straight. Oh, really? For me, it's queer, yeah. Nothing would make sense or not sense. <laughs> this was an interesting episode. Yeah. Thank you guys for being here and um we'll queer. smell you. Yes. Thank you for being queer and uh we'll smell you next time. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.